Hello everyone, and welcome back to Cinema Chips. I am your host, the Admirable Admiral, and as always, there's a video store somewhere in your hometown, so come find us. Yes, video stores still exist. And of course, guys, that was the classic intro for the classic movie monster movies that we're going to be reviewing just one this week of course but guys like i said before welcome to cinema gems i'm your host the admirable admiral and as always we are in a video store somewhere in your hometown so come find us yes video stores still exist and of course guys the fantastic miss frida and the honorable tesla are here but of course the disembodied voice of the illustrious but maestro is here how's it going buddy <laughs> the scariest thing about this show is the worst take we do is the one we stick with. <laughs> Hi, everyone. This is Cinema Gems. Welcome back. Uh, if you've never listened to the show before, wow, God save your soul for picking this one as your first Cinema Gems episode. But it's our Halloween episode that we're recording on Halloween. So it is still technically a Halloween episode, even though it'll release in November. Whoops. It's okay. Uh, we went we went full Simpsons. We went full yeah. Simpsons. Treehouse of Horror. It's yeah, fun. we kind of did. Uh, have you watched the newest Treehouse of Horror? No, I caught a glimpse it of it. It's full on what? It's full on One Piece. Oh God, no! I'm good. I'm it's good. it's Maggie as an anime character. It was kind of wild. I'm good. Uh, I'm not gonna watch it. I'm okay. Uh. But hey y'all, welcome back to Cinema Gems. We are another show on the internet where a bunch of opinionated nerds talk about the movies we love. Uh, sometimes the movies we don't love so much. But as you'll see on this show, we're not like hypercritical. Like we don't go out of our way to uh, really punch down or punch up for that matter. We just kind of want to shout out and share the shit we love with other movie nerds, hopefully like you. Uh, and if you're one of those movie nerds that loves this weird shit as much as we do, don't forget to email us at cinemagems15 at gmail.com about the movies you want to hear us talk about. So that's all we do on the show. Like, to call what we do reviews might be inaccurate. We just talk about the shit we love. So if you want to hear us talk about your favorite movie, email us. Yep. And of course, guys, this is officially the oldest movie we have ever reviewed it is 80 years old 80 that is it's a very old movie if you put the bump if you put the buttmeister's age and my age together it's still older than that, that is older i believe than any of my currently living relatives as of a few weeks not ago. any of mine not any not any of mine as as but, of a few weeks ago actually <laughs> that's okay that's okay uh, that episode got a little bit dark uh, and not necessarily in the way that we want a halloween episode to get dark uh correct so this is frankenstein meets the wolfman which is available i believe on peacock and prime admiral i need you i need you to do a thing for me otherwise i'm gonna be saying wolfman this whole time i need you to pronounce the l in wolf oh please admiral. frankenstein meets the wolf Man. Otherwise, it might as well be the Wolf Man. The Wolf Man. The Wolf Man. That was going to bother me the whole episode. I'm sorry, Admiral. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? But, so I need. Yeah. So I, I, this movie. So I about... watched this movie for the first time ever last week, and I've rewatched it twice since. 
I need you to give me some additional context because I feel like I jumped in to the like I feel like this is the second Avengers movie. Okay, good. That's that's actually like there was a whole lot of series and franchise that came before this. So I need you to give me some additional context, please. Okay, so this is the uh, out of Frank the Frankenstein monster franchise. This is one, two, three, four. Everyone, stand by while the admiral counts. This is. Six, seven, five, eight, nine, nope. ten, eleven, twelve. Five, uh, four. This is quote unquote four. Well, technically, this would be the fifth you, one. You can, you can do it, appears in this one. So, Fra- this is the fifth installment what, in the Frankenstein franchise. What what Frankenstein movies came before this, and what Wolfman movies came before this? Just in case any of our listeners want to go back and do the extra homework. Uh, and wow, if you're that dedicated, of course, not unless you. Frankenstein, 1931. The Bride of Frankenstein, 1935. Uh, 1939, The Son of Frankenstein. 1942, The Ghost of Frankenstein. Yeah. And then, of course, Frankenstein meets the Hoof Man. Okay. Uh, and in this franchise, in, in the Hoof Man. In, in the Wolf Man series. Uh, it is yeah. possibly this is the quote unquote second one uh, because there was one in 1935, but it is called the uh, Werewolf of London. But nobody really comes to the uh, 1941 uh, The Wolfman, so it really doesn't it 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 references certain things, but it doesn't. It doesn't. It's. It doesn't connect. If that makes sense. Um, because if you go back and watch the, because this is the sequel to the to Lon Chaney Jr.'s uh, The Wolfman, um, and the uh, the Gypsy Lady, she comes back. This is her. That's her again from the first one. That that is her character. She's back. Lon Chaney Jr.'s back. Um, so, are you familiar with what happened at the end of uh, The Wolfman, nineteen forty one? Pretend I'm not. Okay, cool. So, uh, I'm I'm Lawrence not. Talbot, I actually don't. Of of course, you get the you get the little downplay that Lawrence Tabbitt was beat uh, by his father with a silver-headed cane, uh, and people don't really really think that there is a such thing as a werewolf. So he gets a uh, a skull fracture. Um, that's how he quote unquote dies. So they bury him with Wolfsbane all over it. Um, and grave robbers go to grave, rob, rob his grave. Um, not realizing that he is actually a werewolf. They stupidly, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. They go to rob these graves uh, during a full moon. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe don't. (laughs) Yeah. Wait a couple of days. Wait a couple of days. Like, but, I'm not uh, superstitious, but I am a little stitious. And I know I've yeah. I know of some superstitions. There's some things you don't do during a full moon. Grave robbing is one of That's I mean for grave sure robbing in general. Them. Yeah. You shouldn't grave rob. You shouldn't yeah. grave rob at all. Oh yeah, hard agree with that, for sure. 
Um, so, of course, um, Lawrence, Lawrence Tabbitt awakes um, and basically... Wolfs out and fucks we, these dudes up. Well, one of them. The other one runs away. Uh, and so then he wakes up, which, by the way, I did the... I did the where 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 Lawrence Tabbitt was was buried to quote where he woke up in Cardiff. Um, and do you want to know how far of a walk that would be? How far? It happened in one night, right? So by today's standards of a man of a man walking, walking. Now this is a werewolf, so it's completely different. Nineteen hours and thirty-seven minutes would be how far of a quote-unquote walk a regular human would make. I'm pretty sure the Wolfman would probably have made it in like 12. It's that time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he wakes up. He doesn't know He doesn't know where he is. Um, and then the police officer is like, oh, well, you, you sound like a crazy man. So he does some investigation, finds out that he's not crazy. That I have to point out, you're talking about the police officer, but you completely skipped over... Uh, the the doctor that's helping him out this whole fucking time, um, whose okay. name I'm blanking yeah. off the top of my head, but I believe this is Doctor Frank, right? Doctor Frank Mannering. That should have been hit number one to me that something was weird about this dude because he was way too invested in Mister Talbot. Uh, yep. From the first second, way too concerned, way too intrigued. That that like, should have been a red flag. He's like, hmm, let me see what this is about. Hmm. This, But you're right. The detective comes in and uh, is immediately suspicious of everything and every room he ever walks into, which is why I guess he's a detective. Yeah. Um, and so then uh, the, the wolfman decides to just leave. He literally rips his straight jacket in half by biting it with his quote-unquote teeth um as they say like oh he must be crazy and insane or he's a fucking werewolf like he's a fucking werewolf you literally see a man mauled in the mausoleum that you're in and you're still questioning yep. if he's sane or not it's fine it's fine you're not wrong i understand it's, it's pretty weird I understand that I'm not wrong, but Occam's razor, you know. Yep. Simplest solution is often the most effective. I'm 100% there with you. So, basically, uh, Lawrence Tabbitt goes, uh, to quote himself, now it looks like it was about two to three minutes of screen time, but he says he went all across, all over Europe to find the gypsy woman that helped him out in the first time. And I swear, she looked at him like, Holy fuck, you're back from the dead? What the fuck? Um, and he basically is like, hey, look, I need your help. You, your your son, which, by the way, uh, and anybody who watched the original Wolfman from 1941, Bella Lugosi plays the original, uh, the gypsy woman's son that bites Lawrence Tabbitt. So then he becomes the Wolfman. He dies because Lawrence Tabbitt hits hits him on the head with a cane so he dies so they bury him away but it's not grave robbed like he is so he comes back to life 
So basically, he's like, look, I need you to help me. I need you to get rid of this curse. I can't deal with it. Please, I want to die. I'm an unholy creature. Please help me. She goes, well, we only know, there's only one man we can go to. So. Exactly. So they go. Except there's a problem. How many years has it been since the original Dr. Frankenstein was fucking killed? Uh, probably over. Well, okay. So technically, if you go with the Frankenstein franchise. So the first one, he died. Second one's his son. The third one is his his grandson it's fucking weird man it's like like I'm sitting there and I'm like what the fuck is happening and then Patron was telling me she goes she goes babe you don't need to think that much about it I was like but I have to make sure that I understand the exact linear function of the Universal Monster franchise I have to understand it I have to understand it but you really don't have to because it doesn't make sense um probably been over 10 years let's just say it's been over 10 years his castle is now in ruins um and now the only person really kind of carrying on his name in any way is his granddaughter uh his baroness yes his granddaughter yes uh and she's away she she's she she decides to leave like she's not gonna do anything uh do you want to talk about how the uh the hoof man uh, decides to fall down a crevasse and end up in the ice. And I love how... Uh, uh, oh, coincidentally, almost exactly where Frankenstein's monster has been buried in ice for we don't know how many years. Well, probably about five to six years because that's when the last movie took place. Sorry. Yeah, I'm going to be that guy. Uh, but you want to talk about how Viserys just like they're Be like that hey. guy. That's why you have your own show. That exactly, moment. exactly. Well, you want to talk about how Viserys? They're like they're like, hey, let's take this gypsy woman into town. Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and talk to her about this. Let's see. I was like, wow. Just yeah. So after a big musical number that not gonna lie, was kind of cute. Um. Tension kind of starts to build up throughout this musical number as, I, I don't know if you felt this, Admiral, but there were several times in this movie, including this musical number, where I could really understand and relate to uh, the Wolfman's, uh, 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 whose name, Talbot. Uh, Larry Talbot, uh, his anxiety, like the crowd is getting too rowdy and too close to him and everything's too tightly packed together and he needs breathing room and he's just like hyperventilating and I'm like dude I get it yeah. I, I also would not be thrilled in that kind of packed crowd uh, and everyone singing a song that they all know and a choreographed dance number that I'm the only one out of the loop here yep <laughs> I, I'd also feel pretty fucking weird uh, because apparently, according to him, the song is about um, eternal life, and he doesn't want to live forever. It's, it's kind of Lahayim for life, kind of. Well, you know. Am more I crazy about for mu- thinking that? No, I no. You know more about the musical aspect than I know more about the movie making aspect. So you go into depth about the song specifically because it rewatching it. I mean, that's- 
it was very anxious. That that's essentially me going in depth about the song. It's basically Lahayam for life. Okay. That's it. That's the intro. <laughs> okay. Um and uh, it's, it's fun. It gets the point across. But the more important point in the scene, like I said, is our guy getting overwhelmed and starting to wolf out a bit. Uh and, and then I believe that's when up. Yeah, that's when Frankenstein's monster walks up. And he has to be the cooler head that's like, yo, dude, chill, not in front of the crowd. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, uh, the person who plays Frankenstein's monster is, of course, Dracula himself, Bella Lugosi. Which, by the way, this, I is may his... know this, this is his final appearance in a role um, until uh, Abbott and Costello meet uh, Frankenstein, um, and he's back as ah. Dracula. Um, uh, but yeah, so it's really weird to see Bella and the Frankenstein monster get up, but Hey, it's whatever. Um, which by the way, I love when the, uh, I love when Lawrence Tabbitt decides to break the ice, literally basically slaps Frankenstein's monster a little bit. And he's just like, Oh, Oh, and I'm like, that's it. He's frozen fucking solid. And you slap him in the fucking face. Okay. So. It's amazing. It so, really is. <laughs> Dr. Manning. There there were there were a lot of writing and acting choices in this that I'm like that wouldn't have been the the choice in the modern day. No. But I'm glad they went with it in this scene. So Dr. Manning, who is quote unquote in love with the Baroness of Frankenstein the House of Frankenstein. So technically Well, he's in love with her, but he's also a bit too, in my opinion, a bit too fascinated by the overall Frankenstein like lore yeah. uh, the family lore yep I'm, uh, I'm getting to that I'm, I'm getting to that yeah okay cool 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 so, carry on I love how in Eid's subsequent Frankenstein movie um they have a Dr. Frankenstein first it was the original Dr. Frankenstein then it was the son of Dr. Frankenstein then it was the ghost of Dr. Frankenstein luring his grandson back to come back to do this weird monster deed and now it's not even a Frankenstein it's a person who's in love with a Frankenstein it's another crazy doctor that for some reason as soon as he's around all of Dr. Frankenstein's old stuff starts to completely cha- either completely change or depending on how you want to look at it his true inner self is starting to come out his inner nerd is escaping and he's letting it escape for the first time ever uh and he just so happens to have the same exact mannerisms as a frankenstein doctor yep uh and then the okay so the so okay so can i talk about the poor townsfolks of bound frankenstein's manor for a second like these people Please. have had a shit life, okay? Like, yeah, everything that ha- bad happens is because of Doctor Frankenstein. Yep. And you get to see in every installment of a Frankenstein movie, you get to see the divulge of humanity in that town. So at one point, they're just like, "Fucking, let's blow it up, fuck it." So they go and they blow it up, which cool. That's great. That's wonderful that you did that. Um, why don't you make sure that there's no one in there? The gypsy woman leaves. Uh, the doctor leaves. 
the Baroness of Frankenstein leaves, and there's only two people left. Well, I guess we shouldn't call them people. There's two monsters, there beasts. There's two monsters left. There's, and I love the fight. And they're nuking it out and destroying the whole place in the process. And oh my god, I love so much that this is all practical effects. And just these two actors laying into each other on a mostly cardboard set. Yep. And every ounce of no budget shines here. And then they they're as they're going to fight, the castle gets swept away by the uh, the flood caused by them blowing up the dam. Which I love how they're like, "Hey, where's Vasnik at? Where's Vat? Oh, he said he was gonna go blow up the dam." Did anyone go and check on that man? Did anyone? Nope. It just shows the 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 camera just shows him, <laughs> and he just blows it up. I'm like, damn, man, damn. And swept away, and that's the movie. That is Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. Yeah. Um. That's that's it. That's the movie. Yep. And there is a sequel to this called The House of Frankenstein. Um. That honestly, thank God. It gets worse. Um, oh. They resurrect, like, How? they unfreeze Tabit. Talbot. And he's like, why would you unfreeze me? Hailboat. Why would you do this? It's like, it, it gets into another aspect. You should go watch that movie if you want to, but you don't have to. Um, but, so, I was watching this. I watched it. I watched it when I was younger. Then I then I started to rewatch all the classic monster movies for to, to lead up to Halloween. And I asked Patron, I was like, hey, do you want to watch this? She goes, you can have it on in the background uh, while you're cooking. She's like, it's just over an hour, right? I was like, yeah. So she watched it. And at the very end, when they were fighting, and it just then she's like, what the hell? That was the... So no one wins? <laughs> it just ends. It just ends. <laughs> no one wins? I'm like, nope. No one wins. No one wins. It's, it's kind of fucked, but it's also pretty great i also am glad that this is not the modern movie franchises because if they did frankenstein meets the wolfman they would be they would punch each other up and then work together to take another one down so i'm glad they actually fought they actually fought um and a lot of people were wondering wait what's going on so basically to help talbot lose his wolfman energy they decide to take his life force out of his body and put it in the Frankenstein monster's body so he can lose his energy. But they also decided to wait till a full fucking moon and he wolfs out. That, That's it. That's all I got. That's all I got. Yeah. Um, but my show, before we go any further, I have two questions yes, to ask you. And the first one is the music. How does the music feel in this movie from 80 years ago? Uh, so here's a little secret about me that not... Uh, I'm sure people have been listening to the show for a while can probably predict this. I'm just a musical... Uh, a music nerd from multiple genres, especially film scores. And there's a whole era of film scores. We're talking the Looney Tunes and Tom and Jerry era of film scores uh and somewhere in between like the scoring for cartoons with some sound effects uh and way further back 
to like the silent movie era there are decades of content where the quality of the music is much 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 better than the quality of the film on screen uh and this is no exception uh the music for this movie for some reason not credited on imdb uh hang on stand by okay. um and also i just wanted to say uh I'll, I'll i'll pad for time if that's okay with you thank you for padding for time i found it uh music is by hans j slater and I'm going through his imdb at the moment and wow yeah there's a lot here there's there's a lot the human duplicators mutiny in space world the world of abbott and costello lost in space the tv series uh oh my god uh y'all just do, do yourself a favor look at hans j salter on imdb and you'll see the insane amount of work he's done and there are other composers like him that contributed amazing music to mediocre movies that being said i'm not calling this movie mediocre by any means because i had a fun time watching it to the point that i watched it two more times <laughs> i i think uh, this is another movie from this era where the music perfectly fits what's going on and accentuates uh moments in scenes that other without that music the scene would feel fucking weird yep Oh, and also, uh, fun fact, this is the first time that two Universal Monster movies appeared on screen together. This, this is the first Monster Mash? Yeah. Yep. Oh, and also... The the, fir the first Graveyard yeah. Smash? Uh, I, I, understand what you, I understand what you're saying, but I won't acknowledge you Thanks. with Thanks. laughing. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, <laughs> uh, and also, Bella Lugosi's... Uh, uh, dialogue was cut from the Frankenstein's monster um, uh, because supposedly it depicted World War II rhetoric and probably leaned more toward Hitler so they decided to cut it for good reason I would say yeah okay I cool. would say yeah um, and a lot of people are wondering, wait, uh, but he was only on screen for like less than 10 minutes. Uh, Frankenstein's monster was on screen for five minutes and six seconds. That's it. That's the only time he appeared in this movie. Even though he got top billing in the credits, it's Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. Yeah. It's really a Wolfman movie. Oh, it's the movie. Wolfman sequel. It's the Wolfman sequel. Um, but yeah. I mean, look, guys, we have a rating system here on Cinema Gems. Full Gem, an amazing movie. Half yeah, Jim an alright movie. No Jim a horrible movie. But Maestro, what do you give Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman, 1943? The 80th anniversary of this movie. Uh, okay. I, I have been juggling in my mind between going back and forth between Half Jim and Whole Jim because it's a little bit of both. Right? Correct. Like, it's really good for its time, and it's, I think, better at getting its story across, even though some of those beats might be a little bit abrupt. Better at getting its story across than a lot of modern films, with with editing with a lot more hands in the pot. Uh, 
you know, this feels a lot more simplified. I think I'm going to go whole gem on this one. It's a very old, very dusty whole gem. Uh, but I think it's a whole uh, gem. I agree with you. It's tucked away in a cupboard that you have to use a secret latch to unlock the secret compartment for it to come up. And it's dust filled, dust covered. And on side that is Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, a full gem. I agree. Now, it, I, do, I do have to say, Admiral, before we started reviewing this movie, before we hit record, you had me watch the trailer for this movie. How did you feel about the trailer? Uh, this is going to put me into a whole spiral of talking about movie trailers, because this movie, this trailer was clearly made before anyone had the brilliant idea of what purpose a trailer serves narratively to the audience uh because this trailer is just a handful of random snippets in the movie put together in a nonsensical order and there's whole there's a whole era of movie trailers like that just like there's a whole era of in a world movie trailers we're not in that era of movie trailers anymore we're also not necessarily in an era of movie trailers now with cohesive plot structure in the trailer very rarely do we get movie trailers that actually give you a solid glimpse, a tease of what the movie is going to be about without giving away too many crucial details. Too often, we get something in between this and what I'm going to say, the Jimmy Neutron Ooh. trailer, because that's not the only example, but it's the most obvious one that's stuck in my mind for decades. Uh, a trailer that just gives you all of the most fun parts of the movie quickly cut together out of context. Yeah. So that when you sit and watch the movie, you're like, what the fuck? I already saw the most fun parts. Why did I spend 10 plus bucks on this? Yeah. Sorry, okay. that's my thoughts on the trailer. Go watch it on you. It's on YouTube, y'all. If you want to go no, and watch it. The trailer is amazing. It's one of those where you're like, wow. So this is what people watched 80 years ago? Wow. Um, and also, guys, one other little fun fact before before we go. Um, this is the only film where Frankenstein's monster doesn't kill anyone. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of weird, yeah. but yeah. He's more or less kind of harmless yep. in this he's one. He's just a little gentle giant. Because he's weak. I mean, he's, he's just a little he's, guy. He doesn't have a lot of stuff going on right now. Because, you know, he just brought back from the dead. He got woke up. He don't know what the fuck's going on. You know, there's a lot of shit going on. So, guys, we just want to say that, yes, we are recording this on Halloween. So, yes, technically it is our Halloween episode. But, yes, it will not be coming out till the beginning of November. But, hey, guys, this is technically our oldest movie review. Because it is 80 years old. 80 years old. Uh, so, I just want to... Again, like we said at the beginning of the episode, I know this episode is going to come out after Halloween, but you know what? You're welcome. Because Christmas and Thanksgiving have for too long crept further and further into Halloween season and taken over more of it. If, if I can go into any store and see Christmas and Thanksgiving shit already set up before the end of October, I'm not shopping at that store. Straight up. Uh, those holidays can both fuck off. 
Thanksgiving is cute and wholesome, whatever. But like, let's. What I'm saying is, we're giving you the gift of a little extra Halloween. Exactly, oh. guys. And just remember to make sure to go onto lowrainpictures.com and go over to the Your Thirty tab, and please give love to Marty and the Arrogant Zerber, and also Kevin George. Thank you for letting us use your music. And also, guys, just remember that the world is tough. Things are going on, and we understand that it's hard as hell even to go to the grocery store and buy a can of peas. We know how hard it is. It's an oddly specific example, but yeah, you know he's how not hard. wrong. I had to do it before we recorded. About an hour before we recorded, I went to the store to go grab peas, and it was so overwhelming that I almost left. But I didn't, because I needed that can of peas. He, he needed it, y'all. He really needed but look, that guys, can of peas. We, I, I don't know it's why. It's not for anything sexual. It's for food and sustenance, okay? Just. I wasn't going to say that, but I, it's okay. It's for food and sustenance. Look, guys, there's a lot of shit. Does Patron, does Patron know what you're doing with the can of peas? Is she listening to this where she's at across <laughs> yeah, the world? Yeah, I literally cook peas for both of us to eat. Jeez, it's just pea. It's a can of peas. It was a specific okay, cool, euphemism. Cool, I don't know. Cool. <laughs> but look, guys, so my main. I love how much we. My main point is that it is really hard to be a human being right now. We understand that because, guys, we are also human beings. We're disembodied voices in your ear holes, but we are also human beings. We have jobs that we go to, that we do our hardest, and then leave because we don't want to die there. But we just want to make sure that you take some time for yourself before you help others. There's a lot of crazy shit going on in the world right now. And if your almost immediate reaction to a lot of that crazy shit is being is feeling overwhelmed and needing to take a step back to reevaluate things from a better POV, uh, you're not crazy. You're not crazy for needing to do that. You're not crazy for needing to... Take a moment for yourself to reassess the situation and come back at it with better eyes. More often than not, that is the better way to approach things. Uh, and it's the best way to not be overwhelmed by the constant overwhelming deluge of terrible shit. Please just take care of yourselves uh, so that you can, with that built-up energy, take care of the people around you. Take care of your community. Take care of the people who rely on you uh and you know bonus points if you can make a random person giggle throughout exactly. the day whenever i have an interaction with a human being i make sure to tell that person to have a good day i don't care if i'm just i, I know we've quoted it a few times on this show but y'all know i love the movie death to smoochie and i know it's a dark comedy and in so many ways parody but i will genuinely love the line. You can't change the world, but you can make a small dent. I don't expect to change someone's life when I talk to them, but if I can take their mind off of the overwhelming bullshit that they are dealing with, invisibly, un unbeknownst to the rest of the world around them, because everyone is fighting their own battles, you can't see. But if I can take their mind off of that for one quick second and make their day just 0.001% easier for a split second, that's a small victory for me. Uh, and guys, one last thing before we go. 
I know you're wondering, wait, you guys didn't talk about the director, Roy William Neal. Of course we're going to talk about Roy William Neal. That is a tongue twister in its own, Roy. That is a tongue twister in its own, Roy. Um, I'm I'm proud of you for getting through it, Admiral. I really uh, am. But he also directed, his most well-known is, of course, Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, but he did The Scarlet Claw, uh, Murder Will Out, Madam Spy, Dressed to Kill, Terror by Night, Pursuit to Algiers, Gypsy Wildcat, and also one of my personal favorites, Sherlock Holmes Faces Death. It's an excellent one. And also Sherlock Holmes in Washington. Interesting. Look, guys, please watch Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman. It's just a nice, it's nice to just turn your brain off and think, man, 80 years ago wasn't that bad, right? Wow. Wow. <laughs> Sure. Guys, look, just just make sure you're taking time for yourself because to relax, reset, reboot. But guys, remember to take some time for yourself. Like I said before, I'll say it a fourth time and I'll say it a fifth time. But just remember to wipe your hooves and see you later. But remember, black lives always matter, guys. Bye, guys. Love you all. See ya. <laughs> Frida, don't come and attack me. What are you doing? I'm going to hit end now.